It is my pleasure to have Dr. Mike Beatty, my colleague and um, immediate um, past uh, program director of the podiatry residency program at Roger Williams Medical Center in Providence, Rhode Island. But uh, Dr. Beatty has so many, you have so many different faces. You are also artist, a writer, and why won't you, for this initiative I'm doing for wellness awareness for healthcare workers, we are reading poetry. Please uh, tell us what poem you're going to share with us. Well, this poem is from probably my favorite poet, Emily Dickinson. Uh, Emily, uh, as most people know, uh, was kind of a recluse uh, in the 1800s. And she wrote approximately 1800 poems and uh, at an incredible rate, uh, sometimes uh, one a day. And, but her poems uh, just really show so much intelligence, but so much, you know, irony. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, close reading of her poems. You know, it's more than just a sentiment. There's really almost like a story in each of the poems. And, uh, I, and, and, and most of the poems are three or four stanzas and not long. Um, so, I mean, you could, you know, read one a day, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I just, I just like them, but they're very witty. Uh, so. So the poem that I was going to read for today is called, uh, because I could not stop for death. And I can read it now if that's good. Sure. Um, sure. Because I could not stop for death. He kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves and immortality. We slowly drove, he knew no haste, and I had put away my labor and my leisure too for his civility. We passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of grazing grain. We paused, I'm sorry, we passed the setting sun or rather he passed us. The dews grew quivering and chill for only gossamer my gown, my tipper only tool. We paused before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was barely visible, the cornice in the ground. Since then in centuries and yet feel shorter than the day, I first surmised the horse's heads were towards eternity. So yeah, this poem is obviously about uh, uh, someone dying or uh, being approached by death and not wanting to die, but death comes and picks he or she up and uh, the individual assumes that they're in the carriage with death, but with immortality. But by the end of the poem, the individual realizes it's not immortality, it's eternity. Mm -hmm. And passing through some of the stages of uh, life with you know children in the play yard, uh, schoolyard, or wherever. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's just, it's a poem, like many of our poems where I think you can keep reading and reading uh, the same poem over again. And uh, I also enjoy, uh, Poetry, poetry critics, uh, mm -hmm. I think two of the best, uh, and I have some of their books are uh, Harold Bloom uh, out of Yale uh, and uh, a Harvard 
Professor Helen Vendler, V-E-N-D-L-E-R. Helen has written on Shakespeare and Dickinson. And with the Shakespeare, she's written about his sonnets and really dissects each one and all the hitting uh, meanings and wordplay that go on is just incredible. Uh, the, the choices of words. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a real devout reader of poems, but uh, compared to some people perhaps, and I've never really tried to write a poem, uh, but I just think that poetry, uh, and I wrote this in one of my uh, teen parenting books, I just think that poetry is a nice counterpoint to the day that most of us engage in. Uh, as physicians, I know we've talked about burnout and stress and everything, and so much of medicine used to be patient care, and now it seems like it's almost overwhelmed by rules, regulations, protocols, computers, coding, uh, you know, saying the right thing in a patient note to validate uh, for billing, and it's, you know, I don't know what side of the brain you're using half the time, the right side or your left side. So <laughs> I think that for some people uh, going to poems, you know, every day, reading a poem or doing something like that uh, can, you know, help with that burnout. You know, I completely agree. And the reason, you know, I'm uh, talking and doing this series, we reading poetry is just to see the humanity of of the doctors and uh, to bring awareness to the issue of well-being. Uh, it's, it's been devastating to see that some colleagues who are extremely well-trained and you know, very talented and they even considering leaving the profession to which I'm, I'm sure they went into you know, with open eyes. But I think in moments like that, we need to recognize that there is also so much more to us. And only if we pay attention to that, we can really go back refresh to our work and uh, you always you know kind of you are very balanced uh, always you know when I we had our meetings at journal clubs and what's not you definitely has this very cool about it and I can see that I remember you had a conversation with me that I posted on the website before uh, that you know so many times you try to balance much more with going back to arts or uh, or writing uh, the pieces your column uh, for the for the uh, newspaper, uh, tell me a little bit about your book, your second book. Oh, the second book, uh, thanks. Uh, it was a continuation of the columns. Just uh, the columns were written over, I think, eight years. So it just came out neatly to put the first four years, some hundred plus columns in the first volume, and the second volume was the second four years. Uh, I would say that uh, a, a lot of it is very similar, but uh, I found, uh, and the reason I stopped doing it was you know, a lot of the columns were centered on the uh, stages and uh, events that go on in, in the lives of teenagers. Uh, and two of my teenagers were now in college, so to speak, at that mm -hmm. point. And uh, one, only one would be at home. And, you know, I, I didn't, I thought it was kind of unfair to, center uh, so much potentially on one person. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there were stories about society in general, a lot of that and, and patients, but uh, I just felt, you know, sometimes it's just time to stop. But uh, uh, I, I'd say that most of the, uh, uh, the, uh, the advice, you know, a lot of it was just reminding us that we were raised a certain way and uh, we all seem to like the way our parents raised us. 
and uh, feel that that was a time of building character and little sacrifice and people had manners and uh, it wasn't about you, it was about your neighbor. And nowadays it seems that there's a lot of emphasis on me and uh, you know, what do I want and what do I like and what do I get? And so the, the columns are all writ tried to be written with a sense of humor, but mm -hmm. that was the underlying theme. And Mike, remind again the title of, uh, of the first one and one and where can we get it? I know it's on uh, probably, you know, uh, you well, can buy it on online stores. Yeah, the best place probably it might, it might be coming down to the only place. Some bookstores have gone out of business. Uh, Barrington Books uh, uh, only has a few copies and I, I don't know that they're going to continue with it. It was on books on a square. I don't know if it's still there. It's uh, but Amazon has it. It's, it's the Parent Trap Columns, Volumes 1 and 2, and it's definitely available, uh, you know, in book form and in Kindle uh, on Amazon. Fantastic. And, yeah. Well, that's fantastic, and I think that this is a nice roundup of, you know, showing you so many faces, which is awesome, you know, and we can all do it and have a very fruitful careers as physicians, and but also something more, and you know, I hope that people recognize that and that we will continue to inspire the younger generation to stay in healthcare. Well, they might, they might because of efforts like yours and doing this and seeing how someone can be successful and, uh, and uh, still do this and, uh, and try to help uh, those generations coming after them. So I, I think they will because of you. Yeah, I hope, I hope. Well, I think it's a it's a, it's truly a common effort to governess. It brings you know the idea that you can do it alone, and but we are a community, and I always felt part of it whenever I exchange uh, various you know patient stories or trainee stories with you. So thank you so much for spending thank you uh, this few minutes of your weekend with me, and have a nice day. Thank you too.